3: Coming to you from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, where we get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, over $10,000, recommended installers. TireRack.com, it's the way that tire buying should be. Welcome in. Do, do, do. So, let's talk some cowboys and bills. As the bills take down the cowboys yesterday. Uh, and they did so in super impressive fashion, beating them 31 to 10. 31 to 10. And it's interesting, right? Like, my job apparently is to make grandiose statements that today the Cowboys suck and the Bills are awesome. Like, that's what we've become in sports radio. It's kind of a mirror of... um. It's kind of a mirror of political TV, right? Started with political TV, frankly, Fox News, you know. Put the guy in the left on the left-hand side of the screen, guy in the right, right, and just take your extremist views. And that's what I'm supposed to have. I'm supposed to have extremist views. Cowboys now suck. Bills are now great. Um, which, if, if you want to make that your overall play, like, uh, okay, that's, that's fine. But did you think for even a second that the Buffalo Bills would have any running back carry the ball 25 times? My my answer is probably not. Probably not. And did you think that coming into the game that Zach Martin would get hurt? One of the elite offensive linemen in the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys. Probably not. Did you think the Bills were going to win? I actually did. Cowboys were coming off of a couple of massive victories. And I don't know whether it's let down or you you just, you don't play your A game every week of the season. And the Bills hadn't played their A game in a while. So what's a more reasonable explanation for Buffalo's dominance? They're at home. They had to win. They played with incredible detail. Okay. It was also in the rain. And they came out with a game plan where they essentially said, they were Anigo Montoya. Because I know something that you do not know. I am not left-handed, right? Like, wait, are you going to run the football all the time? You mean Josh Allen's not going to run around back there and just try and make throws and throw it in the small windows? No, we're going to do the exact opposite of what we've done all year. And I'm sure you're sitting there going like, how could the Cowboys not prepare for this? Why would the Cowboys prepare for it? They did the Inigo Montoya. That's what the Bills did. All right? We do all know what the Inigo Montoya is. Uh, sadly, I think, like, I love Dan He's really bright. He knows everything way more about the NFL and the stats and all that stuff. I don't think he knows the Inigo Montoya. Man, he's shaking his head Don't no. know it, Doug. Sorry. Okay, so, but this one's not for you as much as for Brody when he gets a little bit older. Lorena, would you like to share with the, who Aníga Montoya is? What movie he's from?
2: I don't even think I know, Doug.
3: Wow, it's a little before your time. You're just a youngin. Bo Benson also young. Do you know the Aníga Montoya?
4: I mean, I know it's from the Princess Bride. Princess I Bride. Know the entire
3: context. Yes. Princess Bride. Remember the oh. very? I, is it the very first scene in Princess Bride? No, it's the second scene because the first scene is the grandpa coming over to the to um what's the guy kid's name? He's not a kid now, but he was in the Wonder Years and he's is sick. It ben Savage? Huh? Is B- it Ben or ben, Fred Savage? Fred. Uh, Fred Savage. Fred Savage, I think Ben. Fred, we I don't have your mic there. Uh, Fred was in the Wonder Years. Ben yeah, so was so in Fred. Boy Meets World. Fred. Fred Savage. So Fred Savage is sick. His grandpa comes over to read him a book. He opens up the book. It's the Princess Bride. And I think the first scene is cut to uh, this swashbucking, swashbuckling, sword, sword bearing, um, man who's. You're tracking somebody down, and after climbing some impossible cliff, he meets up with an, with another amazing uh, swordsman, whatever you want to call it. I
2: thought you were gonna say wizard. he looked like he had a wand in and your hand. And he's
3: fighting, and he says, uh, and they're they're fighting back and forth. And he's like, "Why are you smiling?" He's like, yeah, "Cause I know something that you do not know. What is that? That I am not left-handed." But that's how the Bills played. Josh Allen threw for 95 yards. He completed seven passes. Seven. Seven. Sorry, that's my friends. I got caught in friends. If you know that reference, you know the show Friends very well. And Zach Martin got hurt. And it was raining. And the Cowboys had kind of proven, hey, we can play with some teams. And, like, look, Dak had played an unbelievable level, didn't play an unbelievable level uh, yesterday. It happened. It's why you play 17 games. Right? Because you have games where you play a C. You have games where you play an A. You have a lot of games where you play a B. And some it's based upon where you play. Some it's based upon timing of it. Some it's based upon the weather. some it's based, Sometimes you just play crummy. Some it's based upon game plan. But I'm supposed to sit here and have some strong take. Look, you didn't think the Bills were good? You don't go from being a team that was 13 seconds away from beating Kansas City in Kansas City two years ago being what should have probably been the number one seed last year, not for the DeMar Hamlin tragedy, which, I mean, true tragedy was avoided, but it still had to greatly affect the team and affected that game wasn't played and how other games were played. And, oh, yeah, by the way, like Josh Allen, who could win you a game, lost you a couple games earlier this year. So they're like, mm, they're going to load up the whole game to try and stop Josh Allen. What if we just ran the ball? Really? We can do that? Yeah, you can do that. And then when they got the lead, they kept running the ball. When Josh Allen's was like, ooh, ooh, I could throw it totally deep right now and we could, or we can just win the game, which is what they did. And the Cowboys got behind. They weren't playing particularly well. The 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 Bills had a beat on them. They're playing with their hair on fire. And they didn't have their regular offensive line in there. And Dak didn't play as well. I, I, I don't. Look, do I understand the kind of back and forth with the You know, Stephen A laughing about the Cowboys, sure, but I don't know how that works when they kick the crap out of the Eagles the week before. Or suddenly now um, Skip is, I'm done. I'm done with Dak Prescott. I'm done. What? I lost a game. Like This is sports. No, I'm that radical centrist that sits there and goes, Buffalo was supposed to be good all year. Okay, They clearly had an attempted coup going back two weeks ago where somebody brought up something Sean McDermott said like two years ago in training camp. They're starting to play better, and they told Josh Allen, like, hey, dude, sometimes we don't need you to win a game, so try not to lose a game for us. And it worked. Is that that hard to understand? Am I the only reasonable person in sports? Or do I have to come out with some stomping the death sort of thing telling you that the, God, the Cowboys of course the Cowboys are going to lose in the playoffs. You know why? Because they're the Cowboys. But like are you you couldn't be surprised the Bills are good are you? They've been good for several years. Josh Allen is legit good. They're a legit talent, talented team. Sean McDermott's been pretty good. I can tell you there's like a four or five year track record there of success under McDermott and a three year track record with with Josh Allen. So, yeah, for the time being, they figured it out, but that doesn't mean they're cured. Right. That's like taking some Mucinex and all of a sudden things start opening up. Doesn't mean you're cured. I just I wanted to get Mucinex in. I don't know why it's one of my favorite names for any product going right there. And just because the Cowboys lost doesn't mean they stink, but it does prove a little bit of what Cam Newton said, right? When you lose Zach, Zach Martin, suddenly you're not nearly as good a quarterback when you're under a lot more duress. And he looked a lot more like a trailer than he did a truck. So there's lots of things we can get to. Um, The Titans wearing oiler jerseys, taking on the Texans. That was I know that Bayer wants to get in on that. We'll give you some time on that one. The Jag, the Jags with a very uneven performance, and then Trevor Lawrence gets a concussion at the end of the game. You got the Niners looking great, but they're playing the Cardinals, and they kind of played with their food for about half the game before they look great. The Ravens look awesome right now, but they're going to get the Niners this week. We'll see if Jalen Hurts plays tonight against uh, Dan Byer Seahawks, who may or may not have Geno Smith. Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home on Monday night. That one feels really, really tasty to me if you like the dogs and thinking Jalen Hurts might not play. Oh, wait, Marcus Mariota. No fear struck into my heart at all in comparison to Jalen Hurts. Cincinnati wins a crazy game in which the Bears drop a ball in the end zone on a Hail Mary. Like, there was some other stuff. There's Bronny James playing like 15 minutes. But maybe that hype's ruining USC. It's a lot to get to, but the marquee game was the Bills smacking the Cowboys, and I know it's supposed to mean all these much bigger, grandiose things. I know I'm supposed to take some gigantic, um, gigantic hot take and tell you how bad the Cowboys suck, and tell you how the the, the Bills are now fixed. But the Bills had to play, they decided to play left-handed to win a game, which is smart. That's the old Bill Belichick way. Whatever it takes to win this football game, then next week we'll do whatever it takes to win that football game. We're not going to, the old football mentality is we're going to do what we do, and if we do it well, we win. Mm, no. Let's just run the football and get out of Dodge with a win. And that's what they did. That's my take. Yes, yes, Dan Beyer. Aren't
5: you waiting for the Cowboys to validate isn't that what the Cowboys haters will say is you've wanted them to validate the that win last week by going and going on the road and winning this game like isn't that so if you're if you're a Cowboys hater it's obviously prime time today but we've now had in the last 3 weeks we've had the Eagles beat the Bills who beat the Cowboys who beat the Eagles so, you know, we've got this right. triangle of, yeah. of, you know, and it's, and honestly, I don't think any of the outcomes are that surprising. But I do think that
3: every time we want Dallas to be different, they aren't. Correct. Yeah. And, and like, again, if we're fair, let me read you the teams that the Dallas Cowboys have beaten this year. You ready? Yep. New York Giants, the Jets without Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson's first start. Hey, the Patriots, the Chargers. The Rams, the Giants, the Panthers, the Commanders, the Seahawks, and then they beat the Eagles. They've beaten one good team mm-hmm. all year. It's like, just pay attention to this stuff. I'm like, look, and I said about the Eagles. I thought the Eagles were really good last year, but last year the Eagles had this type of schedule sure. where they didn't play anybody. Okay? It's all about level competition. Now the Cowboys have the Dolphins on the road, right? On Christmas Eve. Dolphins were another team last year as well. They were bum for a while. Right, yeah. right. So, I mean, like, look, there is something to being the teams you're better than, taking care of business. And there most of those were no doubters. And they probably should have beaten the Eagles in Philadelphia, which I think would have validated everything else had they done it, but they they, they couldn't score. They got down the six-yard line, and then they had a couple of penalties, and then it was kind of a mess in the, in, at the end of that game. But, yeah, I, like, I, I, I think my problem is we do this thing where we only, we hyper-focus on one team or the next. And we do it for big games, like, oh, give Nick Saban two weeks to prepare, and he's going to be... You know the other guy gets two weeks to prepare as well, right? It's not like they go like, whoa, Nick Saban's got two weeks, we should just cancel this game. Right? That's not how it works. Um, So, I I think there's a lot of specific things to it. But you're right. You would like one time the Cowboys to go like, yeah, now we beat beat the Eagles last week, but now we beat the Bills, and then we're going to go kick the crap out of the Dolphins. That's just not the reality. This team's not that good. And they had an injury, and I thought the Bills played well, and they they, they played left-handed. They played different than they, they played the whole rest of the year. Yeah, Josh Allen didn't have 100 yards passing
5: yesterday. Completed and, seven balls. And and what is, what is also crazy about this is the Bills' conversation now. Because we can point to Dallas and say Dallas hasn't done it. I think Buffalo has in these last three weeks. That loss to Philadelphia was in overtime, where they did score in overtime. They just ended up kicking a field goal and allowed the Eagles to go down and score. You have the win against the Chiefs, offsides or not, you still win that game. And then you carry that momentum, which is something seemingly that Dallas was unable to do. Uh, I, I look at, not that they're going in different directions, but not only was Buffalo favored Last night, just like the Cowboys were against the Eagles, but I do think that Buffalo is winning these games in a different tone than what Dallas is. If you look at what the what the Bills have done over the last four weeks, is much more impressive than any four game stretch that the Cowboys put together.
3: I, I would I would agree with you. Now that being said, they nearly lost to the Chiefs last week, right? On that, if the if what's the name Tony wasn't offside... But you know what? The, yeah, but they didn't. I I, I I got it. I understand, but I'm just saying, like this is how close we are to that narrative changing. Sure. Right now yeah. they have Chargers. That's a win. They got Patriots. That's a win. They're going to win ten games. They're going to be in the playoffs. All these people are like, oh, they they still might not go in. Like, have you seen the Chargers play recently? Right. Yeah. Do you, uh, it, have you seen the Patriots play this year? They didn't lose
5: thirty-one to ten like the Cowboys did. They didn't lose thirty-three to whatever right. like the Eagles did right. to Dallas. Right. You know, like they've they've if even if they lose that Chiefs game or even if that play is still alive, Josh Allen still has a minute with a football to maybe try to right or wrong, but. I do think Buffalo is setting a different tone with these games, and that bye, which was right after the Eagles week, yeah. could be very reminiscent to what the Buccaneers did. Buccaneers,
3: yeah. yeah, And and they have, like the Buccaneers, kind of a softer schedule here down at the end. Now, it ends up with Miami, and for people who are like, oh, Miami's going to win, the, it's a wrap. Remember, they have the head-to-head against Miami already. Okay, They play in Miami for the last game of the year. And before you go, wait a second. So Miami has Cowboys at home then they go to the ravens right then they have the bills at home all miami has to do what do they got to do win they got to win two right to they they have a two game lead if they win one uh they could tie but if they tie that means buffalo they got to win two if they would have to if they split with buffalo
5: the dolphins division record is better because right. the bills lost to the patriots so the Bills, and that's one of
3: those that's going to go down as the upset of the year. How the hell did you lose to the Patriots?
5: Yeah, Miami's right. four and one in the division. They're only division and they lost to the is, Jets
3: too. Yeah, to the week Jets one. Yeah, yeah, the Jets. But if so, Buffalo has to win out. If they win out, and the Dolphins drop either of these, any of these next, well, they, that means they would drop the last game. Um, one of the but next they'd two? have to drop one of the next two. That'd be fascinating. So that, by the way, that will tell you if anybody will play their guys that last week of the season. Sure, too. you know, if Miami wins the next two games, they're not playing anybody that last game of the year. Nor should they. So ends up being super, super interesting. All right, it's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. You're coming to you from the TyRac.com studios. Um, we got a bunch to get to, man. Uh, coming up next, should. Uh, Brock Purdy be the MVP? I'll give you a very, very simple and smart answer to it. Smart answer to it. Uh, That's upcoming next.
6: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. Progressive is making things even easier. They help you bundle your home and car insurance together. You can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Mike Jones will join us. He covers the National Football League in about five minutes. All right, I'm going to make a really quick statement about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was awesome yesterday to beat the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, he's the leading candidate to be the NFL's MVP. Proving unequivocally that we have... Uh, Two basic rules for whoever the MVP is. You ready for it? You have to be on the best or close to the best team. You have to play quarterback, right? Because there is not a human being who covers the NFL that will argue with this. Right? If you take, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Pat Mahomes. Uh, I can work to Jalen Hurts. Although he plays with kind of an all-star team and this was what kept his MVP status last year in doubt. We almost gave it to him last year. Right, But if you take Pat Mahomes, heck, Justin Herbert, mm, I would go as deep as Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. I could probably go 15 quarterbacks deep at least that would have As good or better a record as the San Francisco 49ers have now, if Brock Purdy was replaced by them at quarterback. Right? Because to me, value is basically wins above replacement. You know that stat in baseball wins above replacement? Like, if I put anybody else in your position, can you be as effective? And I would, I think Christian McCaffrey's the best running back by a good amount. But I would, I'm also willing to admit that, again, behind that offensive line, when it's healthy in that scheme, we've seen, I mean, look at what the Miami Dolphins do with two different running backs occasionally. We've seen some pretty good numbers. But it's the most ridiculous thing ever because what we do is, and look, we do this with LeBron as well. We're like, wow, for 39 years old. Like, okay, but you don't get to win an award based upon your age. It's not like a, not like a, a, a curve or an asterisk by it. And just because he was Mr. Irrelevant doesn't mean he's the MVP. It makes it a great story. Tom Brady didn't win the MVP because he was drafted in the sixth round. He won the MVP because, what was it, 40 touchdown passes that year? When they had Randy Moss, and they were undefeated in the regular season? First team since the 72 Dolphins to finish the regular season undefeated? So this is not me saying Brock Purdy stinks, but we saw Brock Purdy when he didn't have Trent Williams, his left tackle was awesome. When he didn't have, it was Debo, right? He was out. He didn't have Debo Samuel. And he was, he had a turnover problem. Like, hey, why is he playing so much better? Well, they have all their players. And look, it's all part of the deal. He makes no money. So they're able to take that money. Their quarterback room makes like in total less than $5 million. That's a real thing. So you're allowed to spend that money around. That's why you're like, man, how do they have so many really good players? Like, because mm, the most expensive position they didn't spend kiss on. You know, it's like, I'm going to redo a house for $100,000, but the kitchen is already nails and the master bathroom and bedroom already set up. So all you, you can spend all that money around. Whereas normally, right, when you're redoing a house, you're like, man, we got to do the kitchen and we got to do the bathrooms and we got to do the master. Then we got to figure out what else up. Same thing with the football team. Like, do you think that like Brent Veach is like an idiot or something? Like, no, he's got $50 million less to work with because of his quarterback salary cap hit. Duh. That's it. So look, this is not me saying that Brock Purdy's not having a great year. He's not playing good football. I'm not saying that. He's not way better than where he's drafted. Sure. But come on, man. Trevor Lawrence in that system. I mean, go through all the quarterbacks. They'd all be good. You know why? Because they're really well coached. They have a great offensive line. They have the best running back in football. They have a, an elite tight end, and they have elite wide receivers. Outside of that, they're missing some things on offense. Let's uh, let's get some help here. Let's welcome in Mike Jones. He writes for The Athletic. You can follow him on social media, at by Mike Jones. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I have very reasonable takes on the Cowboys and the Bills. What is your takeaway from the Bills' domination of the Pokes?
7: Um, I think that the Bills' uh, approach to going with a physical running attack, which is something that we haven't seen out of them, um, it was a smart approach. It's something that they know that they've had to work on since uh, Joe Brady took over as their offense coordinator. You're need that this time of year, especially once you get to the playoffs, if they can get there because weather's bad and everything. So I, I took that as, you know, asking around the last couple of weeks, people have been saying that, hey, if the Bills can get to the playoffs, they are going to be dangerous and nobody's going to want any parts of them. And right now, they're the best number nine seed in the history of the NFL. Um, so, you know they're starting to put things together and finally play up to their potential. I took more out of that than I did the Cowboys. A bit of an off performance for them, but not like I'm concerned. Thinking that oh, you know that you know they're trash now or anything like that. I Think it was a little bit of an off performance for them and just a really highly motivated Bills team that knows that they are in playoff mode right now, just so they can even get there.
3: Stugaliyev show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Mike Jones joins us. Have we figured out what's wrong with the Jaguars? I mean, I know, I know that Trevor Lawrence is in concussion protocol, so we have a sense of what's wrong with him. But I'm talking about uh, a team that showed such promise last year, you know, led the Chiefs at halftime in the playoffs, and we just get such uneven performances. We figured out what's going on there?
7: No, we get a lot of uneven performances from them. Uh, they get a lot of uneven performances from their quarterback, uh, even before the concussion stuff. You know, I just a lot of people have said that, hey – He's got great ability, but he's also a head scratcher because the consistency is just not there um, with him. You know, and, and you know you kind of live and die with your quarterback, but also doesn't get a lot of help from that defense because they have the ability to make some plays, get after the quarterback, but then they have a lot of letdowns. Uh, it's just a really an up-and-down team, and when you don't have that consistency, you don't really have a chance to go very far. So, they might win their division, but they you know just don't really match up with teams that have play a physical style of football. Um, they've now lost to Every team, I think, in the uh, except for Pittsburgh in the NFC North, and you know, it's not what you want when you're heading into the playoffs.
3: No, 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 it is, it is not. Mike Jones joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show, covers the NFL for the Athletic. Uh, the Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live from the Tire dot com studios. Uh, okay, so um, now we look at the Eagles tonight, and we don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to play. Um, how fixable are the Eagles' issues? They, they, Matt Patricia is now calling the plays on defense, right? Um, right. They, have, they don't seem to have nearly the pass rush they've had in the past, and the back end of the defense is getting exposed. This after they just dominated people last year. How fixable are the Eagles' issues?
7: Well, I mean, they have the talent, and this this same unit was playing well early in the year. They also got uh, more out of their defensive front that was helping, a secondary that was really um, mixed and matched and pieced together because of injuries. Now they don't have those injuries, and you're just not seeing... Um, the, the same amount of production. I don't know that Matt Patricia is going to be able to fix this thing. Uh, you know, He doesn't really have a strong track record outside of uh, being with Bill Belichick, uh, but they're they're trying, I guess it's a level of desperation that you've got to figure out something because they are not able to get the stops that they were getting. Uh, I think they're among the worst in the red zone, really struggling on third downs, and that offense is struggling as a result of the defense not being able to get their stops earlier in the year. They were getting takeaways. They were getting short field positions and I was helping them now you have a quarterback that's kind of banged up and you're not uh, getting those takeaways and the stops in the red zone that's putting more pressure on this offense again they have the ability they have the pieces that they need to what are the adjustments that they need what is it I don't know I've even asked around some people in the building saying yeah we don't know what the problem is we've got to fix it because we're running out of time Uh, we'll see if this is a move that's going to fix this for them or not
3: um what is your. How do you determine who the MVP is, you personally?
7: I say, okay, if you take that guy off of this team, where would they be? If you put that guy on another team, what would he do there? Uh, I know that, you know. I have a hard time. I know the odds makers are saying that Brock Purdy is the favorite to win it. I have a hard time giving him the MVP because we didn't have Trent Williams and Debo Samuel look like a different guy. Yep. It was five interceptions, two touchdowns, a couple fumbles. You get those guys back, and then you see he's a much different quarterback. If you take – so I, I mean, his, the MVP on that team is either Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel or Trent Williams. Right. They're co-MVPs. Um, so that's how I pick um, my MVP. If you take that guy off of that team – I think Kyle Shanahan could still get a decent amount out of somebody, maybe not quite the same amount. But you take a Lamar Jackson off that team, they're nothing. Take a Patrick Mahomes away, you know, they're really next to nothing. Yeah, uh, you know,
3: I, so. I would go, I, I, I think you do that any year with Patrick Mahomes. I definitely think Lamar would be, because last year they did make the playoffs without Lamar, but generally you're, you're, you're right there. I would say Tyreek Hill. If you're gonna go non quarterback because like just take last week when we saw him. When he's on the field, they're dynamic. When he's not, they're kinda of just a team.
7: Yes, no, I agree with you, and I actually wrote that last week that if we're gonna go non quarterbacks, and I would love it if we could kind of like expand the field and get away from the tradition of this just being a quarterback award. Seriously, that guy is as dominant as any player in the league, and their offense is totally different when you take him off of there. So Tua doing really well fits well in Mike McDaniel's system, but because he has that guy who can just oppose his will and impact the game uh, whenever he wants to, uh, Tyreek Hill would definitely be an argument uh, for MVP to me as well.
3: Mike, great stuff as always. Really jo- appreciate you joining us and giving us your thoughtful commentary. Like your work on The Athletic, appreciate you being our guest on Fox Sports Radio.
7: Hey, thanks for having me, Doug.
3: At by Mike Jones, you want to follow him on social media read his work in The Athletic. Coming up with the Doug Gottlieb Show, we're live at the Tyrackcom studios. Is it a big deal that a coach yelled at his quarterback on the sideline? Oh, my God, yelling at a quarterback on the sideline. I should do my Seinfeld for that one. What's the deal with Sean Payton yelling at... Sorry about that. We'll discuss it next. Be sure to catch the
6: live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
1: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
0: Anyone can win. Relationships matter. And only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
3: Progressive is making things even easier. They help you bundle your home and car insurance together. You can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Let's get to a game.
6: What did you love? God, I love you. And what did you hate?
1: Meet these player
3: haters. All right, we got a little love and hate for the weekend. Um, This game was really uh, created by four... And against Jason Stewart, because Jason Stewart hates everything. Everything.
4: That's Um, not
2: true, Doug. He loves you.
3: I don't think he actually does. I don't think he does. (laughs) It's a love-hate thing, which is perfect. That's what we call this segment, love-hate on the weekend. Uh, Bo Benson, you're in the big chair. So we're going to give you the first thing to announce your unbridled love for from the weekend.
4: My favorite thing from the weekend that I absolutely loved was uh, Baker Mayfield becoming the first opposing quarterback to ever post a perfect passer rating at Lambeau Field, Uh, 22-28, 381 yards, and four touchdowns on the day as he uh, led the Buccaneers to a big win over the Green Bay Packers. Mm.
3: It's easy. All you need is love. Bump da 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 da, Lorena. Yes. You love from the weekend.
2: Oh my goodness. Um. I. I know this sounds crazy, but I actually yeah. do kind of love that I got zero for six لا, on my da, picks. Da, Every single team that I thought was gonna win lost. Got that kiss of death, Doug, and I love it.
3: Mm. Okay. Dan Beyer, what'd you love from the weekend?
5: You know, I love that those uh basketball buckeyes were able to survive against UCLA. I know it wasn't the main game in that CBS classic as North Carolina and Kentucky played a good one, but the Buckeyes couldn't hit a the broadside of a barn until uh Jameson Battle hit a late three. So uh a nice a nice win for uh for the Buckeyes on Saturday.
3: Uh okay, I got a lot a lot love this weekend. I love that the Chargers didn't play. That was a much more enjoyable weekend. Uh, well that works. Yeah, um, I was. This one was kind of like teed up for you. The Titans throwback oiler uniform. Ah, yes. <laughs> <It is love. laughs> he did look. look sharp I, even in a loss. Under, here's what I don't understand. Right, all those old uniforms are way better than the current uniforms. Right, the Tampa's creamsicles are way better than their uniforms. Mm-hmm. The the Patriots, uh, is it Tommy Patriot? Uh, Pat Patriot. It should be Tommy. Pat <laughs> Patriot and the red ones, way better than their blue ones. The Oilers, Titans uniforms, although my son loves the the, the Titans uniforms, he, and they do have just like a hint of gray. They're pretty classy. They're not bad. But the baby blue is, is better. I just, it's one of those things where sometimes the old yes. colors with the new cut of uniform, look way better. I would also
5: say, Doug, that there was this trend in the 90s and 2000s to go to modern colors. Black, uh, purple, navy, and and turquoise. Eagles with their evergreen, you know, however, midnight green, however you want to put it. If you just use regular colors like red, orange, blue, green, yeah, you actually look kind of cool. And light blue. Yeah. Baby blue yes. is mean, pretty awesome. Baby
3: blue. Pretty pretty awesome. Okay, some you hated from the weekend. Hated from the weekend. Bo Benson.
4: So after a weekend of uh, flight tracking for Shohei Otani You'd think people would learn their lesson but they didn't. Uh, we did this again with Yoshinobu Yamamoto this weekend. He was meeting with the Yankees, he was meeting with the Mets and now he's on a plane. Where is he going? What's happening? What's What are you doing? I just just let the guy pick a team. Please, can we stop?
5: I like flight tracking. I think it's great. Uh,
4: it works for college cuz you have a very specific reason to fly from like, you know, uh Penn State to Mississippi, but not not uh, New York to LA or New York to or L.A. to Toronto.
3: Did we find where, where's he going? Do we know yet?
4: Uh, we do not know. Yankees, Mets, Dodgers seem to be the uh, top three.
3: Uh, okay. Uh, Lorena, some of you hated from the weekend.
2: All right. This always makes my stomach cringe whenever anyone gets hurt out on the field. Last night during the Ravens and the Jaguars game, rookie running back Keaton Mitchell's leg breaking backwards. Ugh! Oh God. I hated
6: that.
3: So Lorena, I don't know if you, you haven't been with the show long enough, but I'm I'm not sure you've been here for it. You know the three types of people, right? No, tell me. There's three types of people. One, I don't want to see that. Don't ever show it to me. Two, it's I, I got to see it once just so I know what everybody's talking about. And then type three is like, put it on a loop. I love it. I want to see it again. Yeah. Which one are you? One, two, or three? <laughs> um,
2: I'm gonna say I'm a two. I don't never. I don't not want to see it. But I uh, like. It's like watching ridiculousness. It just hurts me so bad when I see it.
4: Bo, you? Yeah, number two. Show it to me once and then never again.
3: I, I, Dan's a one. He doesn't want to see that. Yeah, it not all. a fan. No, no thing. I'm a three. I'm a three. Keep it on a loop.
4: Okay. I've, been,
3: I've watched it 10 times this morning already. It's like, wow. Because Honestly, part of it is like miracles of medical science. Somehow these guys come back and play like in a year anyway.
2: Like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. And other people, normal people, they'll be like, oh, no, I can't even walk anymore. Like, make that make
3: sense. Well, if not for the replay, if you didn't see it, you'd be like, walk it off. Come on. What are you, soft? Uh, okay. Um, Dan Byer, some of you hated from the weekend. Well, you know, I
5: hate that we kind of have a sick household. My son's been sick. Everybody's my wife's sick, been by the sick. Way. My wife is sick. My
3: daughter's sick. Oh, sorry. I I've thought it's the
5: Jerky Boys again. I've, I've been able to avoid it. Can but I bring my I, shoes so I have them? I did not love that Russell Wilson did not yell back at Sean Payton. I think you needed some discourse, and you needed an exchange. You needed to stick up for yourself, and I didn't. I hated that. I hated how he just sit there, sat there and took it because his resume would actually stand by him to be able to say something back.
3: Mm. I actually have another one that I love. Can I? Can I go back to my I love and you guys to see if you can find? Did you guys see uh, what? Um, Jake Browning did after they won the game against Minnesota? Yes. It was awesome, okay? So Jake Browning was with the Vikings, and they cut him. And they cut him. So, of course, over the weekend, uh, Jake Browning throws for 324, two touchdowns, one interception. They score a field goal in overtime, 21 points in the fourth quarter to come from behind and win And he turns to the camera and says, "You shouldn't have cut me. You should have never cut me." I mean, how good is that? All right, that's pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty amazing. All right, let me get to what I hate. Um, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I hate the Bronny James hype and the mislabeling of like there's. So Auburn played at home yesterday on ESPN and on social media. And even when it came to ESPN's game, they were like the Bronny James effect. Look at the lines outside, not calculating in that. Auburn has lines outside for their big games anyway. They hadn't played at home in three weeks. And yeah, I'm sure Bronny James is a, when Brian James is playing. USC is playing. Isaiah Collier is the number one prospect coming in. But like, he's just a freshman. He's going to be a good player in college. You know, like we have gone completely lost our mind that we talk about a guy who played like 15 minutes as if he's a superstar at that level. And he's just not. Again, I'm not blaming Bronny. I'm not even Brian and LeBron. You're like, oh, you got to blame LeBron. LeBron's the one who said his son could play, is better than half the players in the NBA. Do you guys remember that tweet from last year? Oh, he's better than NBA guys. He's a dad. He's a dad. Every dad. Ask Meyer about Brody. He'd be like, he's literally the greatest kid ever. He's a genius. Okay? He's already graduated from high school. He's a three handicap, right? Everybody believes that dads are blinded by love. But I do blame every, especially Jonathan Giovoni, for putting him as the 10th rated prospect before he had the heart issue. He's not close to the 10th rated prospect. He's not a first round pick. He doesn't and shouldn't start for USC. He's going to be a really good player in time. But I hate the hype. That's love and hate. All right, it's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Everyone knows him as Lights Out. Of course, he's got the Lights Out Extreme Fighting Bantamweight title match between... Uh, between Montez and uh, Catiline, upcoming, he's the one and only Sean Merriman. He'll join us in a moment here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio as we try and figure out, was it the Cowboys or was it the Bills? Which was, was it? Was the Cowboys or was it the Bills? Sean Merriman joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Was yesterday's 31-10 win more about the Bills or more about the Cowboys?
6: Well, I think it's more about the Bills. Um, you look whenever the Bills show up, the team that we all know, the Josh Allen and the Diggs and that front seven, the way they were running the ball, they can beat anybody. Right? It's just all depending on what Bills team show up. And we just seen the inconsistencies throughout the year of of them being able to do that. So I don't the reason why I say that and I don't say it's because of Dallas. Dallas has shown us already this year that they always struggle against really good teams. You know they beat everybody they're supposed to beat, but who have they who have they won against with a substantial record, a great record? Nobody, really. So I didn't really take that as a as a gut punch to Dallas only, but how the bills show up and which team does.
3: It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That of course is the voice. Of the one and only Sean Merriman, he joins us. Remember, he's got uh, Lights Out Extreme fighting a bantamweight title match between Montez and C- Catalina. Where's where is it?
6: It's in uh, Long Beach, California, Saturday, January sixth. Uh, we'll be live on Football TV, Football Sports. If uh, you guys can't make it, but if you're in SoCal, get your ticket at LightsOutXF.com. This is going to be a big one.
3: Okay, um, let, let's uh, let's bounce around the league a little bit. Um, where are you on the whole MVP thing with Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy played exceptionally well. They light up the Cardinals in the second half. A close game becomes a blowout. And now he's the odds-on betting favorite to be the MVP. Uh, you are an all-pro in this league. You study this league. Where are you on Brock Purdy being the MVP, leading MVP candidate?
6: Well, I don't want to take anything away from Brock Purdy at all. But I don't see a quarterback this year that just separates from the pack. Right, I don't see that. So I really do believe that at some point in time, the committee, all the the, the people that, that have the voting power and the ones that push you through, you have to start looking at somebody outside the quarterback position. Even Brock Purdy himself said in the press conference he thought that, you know, that uh, McCaffrey, you know, Chris McCaffrey, should win the MVP. So if, if you're going to do that, look at Chris McCaffrey, look at Tyreek Hill, um, look at another position because, they, in my opinion, there's no clear cut winner this year at the quarterback position. No one has done enough to separate themselves uh, you know, away from everyone else.
3: I would agree with you. I mean, I, I, I it's not just that. It's like you could find 15 guys that with that roster, you know, granted, not that contract, but that roster would be an MVP candidate with the Niners. Is that fair? Yeah.
6: Yeah, and we've seen what happens when they're not there. And it's again, I don't want to take a shot at, at Brock Turdy because they had that three or four week stretch where they weren't playing well. I felt that he was still injured uh with that with that head and his he wasn't fully back to himself yet. Also Debo was down and, and guys were just banged up. They didn't have their, their whole entire team and it showed that they struggle to win games when everyone else is not there. So I don't want to take anything away from him, but at the same time that meant a lot. Now who changed when he came back, you know, when Devo came back, they were great. When, when Chris McCaffrey got healthy, they were great. And so for the first time ever, in my opinion, they, they really need, not ever, but the long time, I think they really need to look at another position being able to win MVP this year.
3: Um, Sean Payton got into Russell Wilson on the sidelines when they failed to score a touchdown, laid in them pretty good. Wilson didn't say anything back. Um, You've been on the sidelines with some heated confrontations. What do you make, though, of a head coach kind of undressing his quarterback in front of everybody?
6: I I am honestly surprised that they've lasted this long together, to be honest. And I'm talking about, like, in-training camp where – uh, you know, Coach Payton said that Russell Wilson needs to, you know, be less of a politician and, and more of a football player. I mean, those type of things are public. Now, I love old school coaches like that. I don't I don't mind being called out or having someone called out. That doesn't bother me at all. I just figured that with a guy like Russell Wilson who doesn't come across as a, as a guy who can handle criticism, especially when it's public criticism and it's going against his image and everything he stands for, I'm surprised that they even last this long. I, I thought that they would already – Kind of parted ways, or Russell would have been benched, or, or something else would have happened by now.
3: Um, can you fix the Eagles' defense?
6: I think they did already. They they made changes uh, quietly at that defensive coordinator position. Now, um, now I say this about Matt Patricia. Is, is Matt Patricia correct? Yes. Yeah, uh, but I always said he's—he was never a great head coach when he had his shot. And sometimes it's okay to be a great coordinator, a great defensive or offensive mind, and not be a a great head coach. I think he's going to go there and make. Uh, changes immediately because he was always the next guy yet, regardless. Um, I don't have a lot of great things to say about him lead, leading and running the team himself, but I, no one thing I can't say, that I do believe that he is a great coordinator.
3: Yeah, it's a different job. Coordinator and head coach are, are different jobs that take different skill sets, and obviously he failed in his chance to be the head coach of the, of the Detroit Lions. Um, okay, speaking of head coaches and fitting, the Chargers, job is open, GM job is open. If I were to go to, if, if ownership's come to you and say, Sean, what do we need or who do we need? What do you do? Well,
6: you know, first off, I'm, I'm not fascinated like everyone else with just the big names, right? I think that when people say, oh, Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh, they say, okay, well, bring them in. We're going to automatically win. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, for one, both of those guys are going to require huge massive paychecks. Um, Both of those guys are going to require a certain level of control and things that they want to do. So I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but that's a long process. They're going to have to sit down and find out, hey, what guys do you want to bring in? Who do you want to get rid of? You got Justin Herbert. What's the plans with Justin Herbert? I think there's a long line of questionings through that process. So while everybody's jumping up and down, the streaming, bring these two guys in or hire one of these two guys. You know, organization is just going to make a 180 and turn around. It doesn't work that way. So there's there's that. Um, I like Dan Quinn a lot. That they they their their mindset of bringing in Brandon Staley was right. Right. Bring let's bring in a guy that's a, a, a defensive minded coach. You know, I wouldn't necessarily call him a guru because we didn't see none of that at all. But I think that the mindset on trying to bring a defensive minded of the coach into the into the organization was correct. So if you're looking at that, you got Dan Quintus out there, obviously Bill Belichick. Jim Harbaugh is gonna be more quarterback friendly, uh, to Justin Herbert. So uh, there's some college coaches, some coordinators is up. I think the college coach from Washington to look at uh enemy I think you should look at and GM position, um, you know, I just Lewis Reddick, uh it was one I just talking about on, on social media, but there's, there's openings. There's opportunities for them to make a decision now. And whoever comes in next have to, have to jump on board and get things done now. You don't have a three- or four-year window to win with this team because Justin Herbert is there. Keenan Allen might be gone. Mike Williams might be gone. Eckler might be gone. So whoever comes into this coaching staff right now has to make immediate changes right away.
3: Sean, great stuff. Remember, that's uh, Lights Out Extreme Fighting, the Bantamweight title match. It's on, on Saturday January 6th in Long Beach, California and if you're not in Southern California, you can check it out on Fubo TV. Sean, you're the best, man. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Rob.
0: It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event so give your friends something to look at like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800 4 q for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars for is